Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Yes, it most certainly is that time once again. Delighted to have your company on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It is with thanks to Swintopia, of course, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. We cross to the Tigers hub. Jack Revolt is locked and loaded and ready to go. On the back of some more beautiful form from the Tigers. Evening to you, Jack. Hello, Jack. How are we? Excellent. Not as well as you blokes are going at the moment. Going along nicely. It's going to be an action-packed show tonight. We have got, uh, we've arguably got one of the, the best guests I could pick from this hub up here, Camden McIntosh. Oh, this should be interesting. And I gave the little teaser last week to the people listening to the show that Camden has embarked on a trading game. He's, uh, he's caught a YouTube clip on, online and it's t- tickled his fancy. <laughs> And he's, uh, he's, he started from a paperclip, and it were, well, as Joe ended last week, we were up to a signed pair of Dustin Martin boots. Now, I'm going to ask him whether that's a bit of a, a leg up, because um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get the details out to him, because I, I, I want to know where he's at, because it's, um, it's the talk of the hub up here at the moment, but... Things are uh, things are going along nicely. Obviously, another win against uh, a pretty, well, probably the informed side of the competition, Jack, which was, uh, yeah, a really good win for us. And another positive is we've got no one going to the tribunal, and no fines for a, for a while, for the first time for a while. What so are we going to talk about? We'll give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back with that one there. We were well behaved on the weekend, no, so you were. we should be very proud of ourselves. You absolutely were. Well done. And, of course, you can join Jack across the hour, one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the phone, and you can also join him on the text, 0433981116. Tell us about your two-timing Tiger for this week as well. You're very passionate about this segment. Oh, I am very passionate about the two-timing Tiger segment. It's somewhere something where we get to delve into the past of a player that's played for both clubs. And I don't think this has ever been done in Australian media. I'm, I'm even going to say world media. I'm going to, <laughs> this I'm is a big gonna, statement to start with. <laughs> yeah, well, who's listening from around the world? Probably no one unless they're on the, uh, on the podcast or on the app. But um, I'm going to interview Reese Conker, who is a current player at uh, Fremantle, and we'll be putting on the anchor on the weekend for the Mighty Dockers to on Wednesday night, and uh, he will be our opponent, but he was a much-loved Tiger uh, down at Tigerland in the eight years that he was there. Um, he's a, a, a cultural piece of, of this football club, and his legacy still still uh, is still around, and there's some players, that, a lot, few older players that had a lot to do with Reese that, that certainly love him, and I'm um, looking forward to chatting to him about his time at Richmond and, and the game that's coming up. He'll join us a little bit later on the hour, as I mentioned. one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the phone, 0433 98 11 16 on the text. To kick us off, Lee's on the road, Jack. He wants to get stuck straight into it. G'day, Lee. G'day, Lee. 
Yeah, g'day. G'day, Jack. G'day, Jack. Great form at the moment, mate. Well done, big fella. Thank hey, you. Let's hit, the real sub- let's hit the real subject, mate. And I'm not going to name names, but you got any blokes running in your squad at the moment that are getting a little bit of a hairdo done at the moment? They look a little different. <laughs> ah, well, we've got a few different haircuts up here. Um, I'm actually looking out my window at the moment. I think Dion Prestia might have just walked back in from the hairdressers. But Cameron really? McIntosh, he, I mean, he's going to be on the show. He, he will be a good person to ask, but... His father's got some friends up here that are barbers, so they've been cutting cutting hair. And uh, of course, Marbio Child changed the um, changed the hair hairstyle that he had into the indigenous colours uh, two weekends ago for the Dreamtime in Darwin. But there's some there is some really really rude haircuts getting in yeah. here. I'm, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticise them because I've been there and I've done that. And I've, there's a photo of me that looks like a llama. So. <laughs> I actually know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people do. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be uh, not going to be throwing stones, but uh, no, it's um, it's it's the first two weeks. You wouldn't have thought bikes have, you would have thought bikes have haircuts every week. Well, there's one bloke that's rumored across from me that certainly has a haircut nearly every three days, and that's Dustin. But all of a sudden, Nick Lawson busted out the uh, clippers, and he was cutting hair left, right, and centre like it was going out of fashion. But uh, twenty bucks for a good clip. There's a couple of good joints up here that we can go to, but uh, yeah, now a few rare haircuts getting around in not only Richmond but the AFL. It's noticeable, especially the games that are on TV in the prime time as well. You, you're really starting to see the teams that are having TV haircuts, I reckon. <laughs> hey, TV let's, cuts. Let's go back to the win against the West Coast Eagles. To go back, there's so many games that they they can fall out of your head pretty quickly. But Tigers 14488, too good for the West Coast Eagles 9761. Now firmly ensconced inside the top four. The importance of that win, I know that it's, it's one game after the other and there's no such thing as an easy game in, in footy in 2020, but you're a contender, they're a contender. How big was that win and, and the way that you went about it? Oh, I think it's just important, and we spoke about it on last week's show, that whilst there never is an eight-point game, that, that was as close as you get to one on the weekend. I mean, the ability to, to jump them on the ladder, uh, granted they still have a game in, uh, in lieu of us, so... I think for us just to perform well against a good side, um, as I said, the form side of the competition, they'd won, I think, eight in a row. Um, so, like, I think we took a lot of a lot of pride out of the fact that we were able to perform well. Um, big injuries to, to, to both sides early yeah. on, which, which I don't know whether it infl- influenced the result too much, but, um, yeah, no, it's obviously sort of two of the, the better players from both sides go down. Uh, but to, to have the win, I think... Um, is, is solid for us. We're, we're, it's a really good building block and, and we've been building and playing good footy and playing good footy and probably not getting the results on the scoreboard and, and on the weekend we started to get that going in our way. Played our way, um, felt like we were in control of the game but we know that they're a really good side and no doubt we'll probably cross paths with them again somewhere in the back end of the season. Yeah, I get the, the sense that that'll be happening. Let's take you back to the game between the Tigers and the Eagles and what a great game it was. Put it to Cochin who dabbed the kick to Lynch. Calm, composed, baby-faced villain. Let's fly with a roost. A gorgeous-looking kick. Revolt helped it clear and then got pushed in the back. Jack Revolt directly in front, a step inside 50, dead straight off the boots. Martin shapes for the check side. That's what he kicks. Oh, so very, very good. 
Outstanding. Wow. Higher than the typical check side, but it had the most beautiful curvature to it. Underneath Bolton, sold the dummy, found the space, the most superb of snaps. A really skilled player. Time expires, and the Tigers take West Coast place in the top four. We're from so a lot to take away from it. Um, we're getting a stack of texts here, Jack. 0433 98 11 16. Let's just deal with this now because I reckon we've probably had 20 texts in the first seven minutes that we've been going about Dusty's goal. This one, oh. this one probably sums it up best. David says, my eight-year-old son Saxon is listening and wants to know, is that the best goal that Jack has ever seen? Well, I don't know whether it's the best goal of it. I actually don't even know whether that's the best goal Dustin's ever kicked, to be honest, because mm. Eddie Betts, Eddie Betts, who is one of the greatest snappers and checksiders and dribblers of the ball, had a pocket at the Adelaide Oval. And we've we've established our home hub up here, not at the MCG. We're, we're at um, Metricon Stadium, and I think they're calling it Dusty's Pocket. It's right in front of the... I suppose the lifeguard statue that they've got there. They've got the sort of same setup that you'd have down on the beach. And, and Dustin kicked a goal, I think, three weeks ago, one where sort of 45 out and hitting the boundary and he kicked it up and has the ability to curve it back into the goals. I think that one was slightly better. But I'll tell you what, just he just continues to deliver. He continues to deliver. We know there's something special about him, but... The good players, they continue to back it up. and I mean, that was probably the second best snap of the night after my left foot one with about 10 <laughs> seconds to go, well, Jack. Which... It's, it's funny you mention that. I said we're getting a lot of text. The top of the pops was Dusty's goal. The second yeah. most text we've been getting for any action out of that game was about your snap. Take us through it. Oh, well, it's a credit to me just to blow the, uh, <laughs> blow the text machine up with the left foot snap. I, I think, look... Um, yeah, I missed the goal, but I've been practicing a lot. And two weeks ago, or three weeks ago against Brisbane, I kicked three left foot snaps from probably tighter angles than that. Um, it's a play that I feel comfortable doing. There's another. The other reason is there's only one scoreboard up here at um, Metricon Stadium, so I wanted to watch the time clock go right down. <laughs> yep. So there's a, there's a, I, I'm throwing that in there as an excuse. Yeah, I sort of um, gathered that because yeah. I'm, I'm clutching at straws <laughs> at the moment. But yeah, no, should have been a. Pretty sort of regulation one there. But you, you back yourself in. I practice that a lot. Um, if it was a player that didn't practice it, you'd sort of maybe ask the question. But I know that in myself and in part of my game is is, is that, and I'm, I'm comfortable doing it. And um, I've done that plenty of times, and, and that's how I feel comfortable kicking those goals or, or points as it was on the weekend. Things change, and, and footy, like, like sport, evolves all the time. But we're seeing more and more of that, aren't we, where players are – a more comfortable kicking around the corner from sort of 20 to 30 metres out. Um, Tom Hawkins is one who probably kicks from even further out at times. Dustin did it last week as well. Do you think we'll see more and more of it? I mean, wh- why is it becoming such a, a natural and comfortable kick for players? Well, um, fundamentally, I think you can actually, if you hold the ball on a sideways angle, you've got more surface area to, to kick and, and hit your foot. So I think guys feel a little bit more comfortable with that and, I reckon the room for error is probably less. Sure. You should be able to take out one side of missing if you hit the ball correctly. On the weekend, I sort of hit it a little bit fat, so they're the ones you can see that blow up in the air. And I only minusculely hit it fat, and it sort of nearly still went in. But you can actually take away the, a one side of the, the miss. And, and I think guys just feel comfortable with that. Now, they look at the highlights. Kids grow up these days, and they see 
Stevie J is probably the inventor of it or someone who really put it on on front page news is, is the Stevie J snap and, and instead of going back and kick and drop punts, the kids are always running to the boundary. I did it at training. I still do it at training. <laughs> Go to the boundary, then kick them from out in front. So uh, it's uh, I think it's just becoming part of a football culture. A negative and a positive from the game. We'll do the positive first, and that was Thompson Dow's debut. You, you would see at training how clean he is and how composed he is, but to, to be able to do it at senior level on debut is, is another big step forward. He was super impressive. Yeah, he was. He's a pretty sort of uh, silky young man uh, on and off the field. He's a great great character. He's from uh, he's from up at Swan Hill, and, and obviously his brother Paddy plays at Carlton, so he's had a little bit of a insight into AFL football before he even got into the system. So I think that's really helped him, but he really hasn't put a foot wrong. He's um, He's been playing well in the... In the scratch matches that we've been able to have, he trains really well. He looks after himself. He's in, in really great condition. So he is, a, I suppose, it's always exciting for the fans and for players to see your first-round draft pick come out and, and play in their first year. Um, we've still got a couple of kids that aren't far away. Riley Collier-Dawkins is, is another one of those um, big sort of... Well, he's a bigger-type ball inside midfielder that that is really on the... On the um, on the grasp of getting his, his first game. So we're, we're excited about him. But Thompson and the way he played on the weekend, he probably got thrown out of position a little bit too with mm. with the next guy we're going to talk about, Dylan Grimes, getting injured and, and found himself on the wing on the weekend. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a very talented young man, someone we're really excited about. And unfortunately, the, ne- the negative is the injury to Dylan Grimes. Someone will need to come in, obviously. Is there any word as yet how serious Dylan's injury is? Yeah, no, Dylan's up, up and running again and... and um, I think that's the that's the real positive is that when you get someone with history, you automatically really worry about their hamstrings. And, and yep. Grimes had a couple of tendon injuries uh, going back probably five years now, and and, and has had a reoccurrence um, similar to this one, um, not as bad. And so it gives uh, gives our, our medical staff a really good um, case to look at and go, well, last time we rested him for two weeks for for that game, but. Um, he was motoring around today in, in rehab with a few other boys, but look, I, I, I probably think that with the bye, he'll he'll miss this week. Um, we've got a nine-day break into Geelong. I doubt that he'd get up for that, but look, the last game um, is certainly on the cards. You've just got to weigh up whether you want him to go to Adelaide if the game is down in Adelaide. So uh, I think that decision will be made, but we're, we've always erred on the side of caution with these things and, and had our players ready for, for finals. 0433981116 to join Jack here on Tiger Time. This one for you from Richard, uh, originally from Hobart, but now living at Henley-on-Thames in the UK, listening to you loud and clear. Strong and bold Tigers building audience. nicely. I told you we go everywhere. No, we've got, we're going worldwide there, so we, we might have to get our material right then if we're going <laughs> to claim that we're worldwide. But, no, they're spread all over the globe, the Tigers fans, and uh, and they are all one-eyed and they are all crazy and they'll admit that other supporters are more uh, more crazy than them or not smarter than them, but we're all a different bunch, but we're all Tigers. It's the one thing that I love about this club. Let's go inside the coach's corner and have a listen to Damien Hardwick with thanks to Host Plus. They are proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. It's good. We're starting to play some really good footy. A lot of our indicators are pretty solid. There's a couple of them that are a little bit down. Let me put the sledgehammer. Who's that? Um, a couple of them that are a little bit uh, not quite to the level we'd like, but you know we're building on those. And 
the hard thing is it's really hard to train those. We've only got one session and, and we're coming on a condensed break most of the time as well. So, uh, look, our guys are doing a lot of mental reps. We're talking and we're walking through it. So it will come. Um, it's probably not there to the level that we'd absolutely love yet, but uh, we're certainly get, getting towards our best, best footy. So with thanks to Host Plus, we go with you. So the Dockers on Wednesday night, we'll get a chance to talk about this a fraction later in the show, but they're, they're a pretty hard team to crack defensively, aren't they? New coach... Um, the Giants on the f- on Saturday was the first time in a long time that they've conceded a, a heavy score. That They're putting a priority on defence first under their, their new coach this year, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You look, look at long, where Longmuir's come from, and he's been the Collingwood defensive coach for, for numerous years now. So they, they defend really well. Um, they're fantastically well coached. They're um, very diligent with the way they do defend. So it's going to be a... Um, it's going to be a really interesting game for us because we need to, mm. to work them out and and they are uh, they're, they're strong defensively. So um, yeah, we're putting a lot of time into to how we're going to obviously uh, combat their defence, but also uh, for us, we, we're a defence-first mindset as well. So we, we like to think that we're right up there with the best clubs in the league with the way that we can defend the ground. So um, I don't know whether I'm leaning in now to be a, a, a dour affair, but um, no, look, uh, you, you look at their form on paper and... And they've been they've been pretty good. Um, yeah. They obviously beaten last week, but they've 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 knocked some sides off, and and they've played good footy up here as well, which is important. They beat the Saints up here at Metricon, so uh, we know that we need to be um, be at our best for for any team in the back end of the season because people are all all fighting for for something, whether it's finals or whether it's pride. It's um it's important to to every club. A little bit of housekeeping as well. Shane Edwards on the plane tomorrow, and then we'll yep. need to do his two weeks. Yep, no, he's heading up. Um, we've got a physio going with him, but I think uh, himself, uh, Shane, Gary Ablett's in there for the Geelong Cats and then Dan Hatterbury. So they're, yeah. they're, they're talking about having their own little uh, little training group going there. Pretty sort of skilled little training <laughs> yeah, group, actually. Pretty group. slick, I would have thought, <laughs> down at the Mercure Resort, which is not far away from uh, well, not far away from here. So no, he'll be up and then... Um, we will be looking at him to to come in for that final game, so that's uh, that's exciting as well to get him into the hub. And um, some vision of Dion Prestia running laps. Did he have a drip in his arm or something like that? What was that all about? Uh, he just had a bit of a um, bit of an issue with the surgery that he had. He had a pretty similar surgery to Toby Nankervis, but um, unfortunately copped a. Um, copped a small infection from that yep. so um it's it look to be honest it's just a precautionary measure to make sure that uh when that does come out and i've got a feeling it might have come out today if not today it's in the next couple of days he's um he's going to hit the ground running because he's a pretty important player and he's had a wretched run with, with injuries when he has had to have surgery i know that he had a bit of an issue similar uh, with the knee injury up here in the Gold Coast. But uh, no, that'll be out soon and um, he'll be back on track and, and, and pushing for finals. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's with thanks to Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Camden McIntosh, his special guest from the hub after this. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good to have your company on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It is with thanks to Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. one 736 736 to join Jack on the phone. 0433 98 11 16 to join him on the text. More of your text that we will get to a little bit later on in the hour. Reese Conker is his two-timing Tiger. That will come later up in the hour as well. But it is time now for your very special hub guest for this week. 
I have got a very, very special hub guest here and a, and a cultural icon of this football club. Camden McIntosh has joined me in room 308 here at KDV. <laughs> Caps, well, that's what I'm going to call him for this interview, Richmond fans and Jack. Caps, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good, good. good. Yeah, oh, thanks well, for having me. There is a very, very fun side to you, but I want to ask a few serious questions before we do get into a little bit of fun because... I feel yeah. like fun might be your middle name, mate. You're obviously a 2017 <laughs> Premiership player, mate, um, and, you, and you've made your way back into the side. Let's go back to, to 2017. Um, what's it like when you when you look at yourself now? And, and, I'll, and I'll throw in the fact that you played 100 games two weekend, weekends ago, sorry, against, um, against Essendon at Dreamtime in Darwin. When you when you hear that stuff about yourself about being a premiership player, you played a hundred games of footy. Did you did you ever dream that you would you would uh, achieve those sorts of things? Oh, you'd always sort of like dream about it and want it to be the outcome, but you'd always have that question: Am I good enough, or do I belong? I guess when you when you're a young fella coming into the footy club. Um, but yeah, to hear it and you say it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty humbling sort of stuff. And give us a bit of a. Well, I know where you're from. Do you want to talk, talk to the Tiger fans that are listening here on SEN? Where whereabouts do do you come from? <laughs> well, when a mummy and daddy. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> no, well, um, a little flat country town called uh, Pinjarra, south yep. of uh, Perth, about an hour and a half. Um, it's about 20 minutes inland of a place called Mandra. Most people know Mandra, Mandra Dogs, yep. um, or they mostly know Pinjarra, the Pinjarra Trots or Penny Races. Penny Races. The last leg of the day. Um, <laughs> yeah, your dad owned a McDonald's as well. Yeah. Whereabouts did he own the Maccas? So, split family. Yep. So, we moved up to Caratha, which is about a 17-hour drive north of Perth. Um, not quite as high as Broome. But, yeah, we opened up a McDonald's franchise up there, he did, and then we sort of moved back down to WA, or Pinjarra. And, uh, yeah, so he's got a McDonald's franchise up in Carrasa. Still, still, still up there. in Carrasa? I think ticking over 20, 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, what's, yeah. Your, what's your order then? Well, you would have got it for free. What, what's your order when you go to Macca's? Well, breakfast would be uh, hot cakes with syrup and get a nice ice cream to chuck on top of that. Yep. And then lunch is probably going for a Big Mac meal, just large, standard. Yep. And then you'd probably wash that down with a bottle of water after. Yep. And then dinner, you'd probably get your large double quarter pound of meal, add bacon with six nuggets on the side. <laughs> Wowee. <laughs> Wowee. Well, let's straighten up a little bit here, mate. Yeah. Um, back into 2019, the back end of last year, you found yourself out of the team uh, and playing VFL under Craig McRae in the Richmond uh, VFL side. The grand final rolls around um, and you're told – well, when are you told that you won't be playing in the VFL grand final? Oh, yeah, it was the night, night before the uh, – about 9.30 at night, the night before the VFL grand final. So you're preparing to play? Yeah, preparing to play. I was on the couch um, getting ready to go to bed and tuck in for the night and, um, yeah, got the call, um, me and Rossi. Um, but, yeah, it was a – it was a bit of a shock at the time, but also I understood that I was there to play AFL footy, not VFL. And um, if Dimar seen me as, well, he needed help to get there um, with the AFL grand final and training during the week, then, you know, um, I was going to be there for the AFL. So, yeah, it was just a real hard thing at the time, though, to, to understand that you weren't playing in a VFL grand final. And then uh, fast forward a week and... 
you don't get picked to play in the AFL Grand Final as well, which um, must have been really difficult. Um, when did you when did you find out that you you weren't going to play in that game either? Um, yeah, it was probably two day or probably a day before the AFL Grand Final, just before the captain's run. Um, yeah, Dimmer let me know um, that yeah. Yeah, they were going to select Marlon over myself or Rossi, and we were still able to participate and, you know, carry overs and, and be involved with the grand final parade. And it's, But we still felt, me and Rossi, were a part of um, such a successful year, and I still felt like I was able to contribute in some way or another to helping the team get the win on the day by whether it being having a joke or a bit of banter around the rooms or something like that, um, and even just the whole year. So I was pretty flat and pretty cut right then and there, but um, I knew that I had all my best mates out in the footy field that I needed to help support as well, and I couldn't be a downer. Mm. Yeah, well, obviously really difficult, but this year, this year mate, you've, you've, have you used that as motivation for this year? Because you've bounced back into the side. You've been playing some fantastic football on the wing and you found yourself down back last week with the injury to Dylan Grimes. Was that a motivator for you to get back into the side or did you question if you were good enough to play or what what was going through your mind in the off-season break and and has set you up for this year? Yeah, well, it definitely left a a little bit of frustration, um, you know, missing out in the 2019 grand final, um, but also sort of seen it as maybe an opportunity to come back and show that, you know, I'm 25 years old and I look at yourself and, you know, Shedder and Kochi and Duz and, and the, the age bracket and I'm just, I'm not done yet, you know, like I wanted to come back and see if I could make an impact and prove a point. Um, and, you know, I went to Utah over to see Ben Lennon um, and he had college and stuff during the day and I just went over there for two, two and a half weeks and just used that as a bit of a motivator for me. Um, and come back and really hit pre-season hard and was setting PBs um, in the gym and everything, put on a bit of weight. Um, and, yeah, I felt like I was having the best pre-season, I've ha- pre-season I'd had. Um, and, yeah, I felt like I'd really come back and, and made a point. But then I did a small syndesmosis injury in pre-season that sort of hit me again, um, that shit, things aren't going too well. Um, started to question myself again. Where's my spot on the wing? Because, you know, Brandon Ellis has gone to Gold Coast. Um, where's my spot now in the side if they're playing Josh Caddy and Marlon? So a lot of those really emotional thoughts have started to come up. But as I say, I've got 22 of my best mates at the footy club. And without the footy, you boys, you know, and the support that you showed, I wouldn't have been able to, to still, or to get the confidence back and go out there and, I guess, perform the way I've been performing lately. Well, I think the fans would say their confidence is back and certainly the players' confidence. We are loving the way you're playing. Now, that's a lot of the serious side of you. <laughs> Let's move on to the very funny side of you. Okay, I just want true or not true. Did you ask to bring a welder up here on the plane? Because <laughs> you recently bought one. Did you ask to bring that welder up here as a part of a luxury item? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I asked Tim Livingston. Yep. I managed to sneak the, uh, my bed up here. 
my regal mattress. I managed to sneak that up here, but you couldn't get the you couldn't yeah. get the welder up here. See, I don't know how you can do that. No, I walk into your room now. Three oh eight, you mentioned earlier yeah. on in the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's 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 performance based. I'm actually sleeping better than a lot of other people. All right. Well, <laughs> next question. There's been a there's been a lot of hype around this van here. You you're 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 a very good handyman. A very very good handyman. <laughs> Where's the va- where's the van at? And for the fans out there that don't know about the van, you wanted to get a van up here and yeah. basically perch uh, yourself up in the car park. Perch yourself up in the car park yeah. here and fabricate a holiday home, really, yeah, really. Yeah, like, like a motorhome. Like yeah. a motorhome. Where's it at? Have you got the van? Well, I went through a stage there for two weeks. I was planning the layout, the floor plan, everything like that. I was looking at cars, and once we could, you know, ideally leave the quarantine, I was going to make a few phone calls and see if I could get people to check out cars for me so i got two mechanics to go check out um these vans had to pay them 280 bucks each to go check them out so i was bloody do the math so you're 560 bucks in the hole and we're not got no van and we got no van so i was like you know what i've got to pay another mechanic to check out another van i bloody scrapped this idea all right so the van idea is scrapped (laughs) (laughs) it's dark up here but i can see the outline of some soccer goals out in the middle of the pitch yep who built those soccer goals and how did that come around well, I'd like to say it was a team effort. Um, me, Jace Castagna, Liam Baker. Um, we had Noel Bolt to jump out there for a little bit as well. Um, but we all went to Bunnings. We were like, boys, why don't we build some soccer goals? And we are originally going to do some timber ones. I was like, the weight's too heavy, boys. We'll get some plastic PVC pipe, 100 mil. So we get out there with our bloody plumber's glue. And I was wearing my fancy dress shirt and bloody flicked all the glue all over my shirt and had to throw that one in the bin in the, during the process. But now we've got some nice luxury uh, soccer goals out there now, mate. Very good. And the last one I want to know quickly about this because we are running out a little bit of time. The trade game, I mentioned it last yep. week. We had a set of Dustin Martin boots. Now, you're trading from a paperclip. Paperclip, yeah. Up to, what, what, what would you like to get to? Um, a nice red Ferrari. A red Ferrari. Yeah, a nice red Ferrari. Brand new or used as a matter? No, used as fine. Used yeah, as fine. No, okay, fine. so we had the Dustin Martin boots mentioned last week. Signed Dustin Martin boots. Now, I've yeah. got a figure in my head of what I think they're worth. Yeah. The bad news for the Richmond fans out there is you've traded them. I've now, traded them. What yeah. have you traded them for? I've traded them for a brand new 2020 Polycraft Tinny with no motor, but... It does come with a trailer. Very good. So, yeah. And if people want to trade for that, they can hit you up on your DMs? On, on the Instagram there. Oh, okay. Yep. So what is it again that they're trading for? It's a, well, really, you, you can give it's me... It's a boat. Any, it's a boat, yeah. Yep. But, you know, you can give me anything. Any, okay. You know, it, it's complete random. It's just something that, you know... You can give me a red Ferrari if you like, you know? Well, your trading's getting out of hand because I had to trade you for massage today and gave you a Cadbury boost. Quickly, one person you want to vote out of the hub. Who is it and Why? Um, I'm going to have to go with Tom Lynch, um, purely the fact that he's my roommate next door to me and he's just bought himself a brand new speaker set and he's blaring it every morning. He's and, very happy with that speaker, isn't he? Yeah, he, I might have to trade him for it. Um, and secondly, <laughs> um, he's got his bike that he's always walking around with and you probably come on the same same path as him, mate, because uh, you both walk around with your push bikes and then you, you get your little tight spandex shorts on and off you go. It's a way know. of life, mate. It's a way of life, Jack. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> here is the most, I'm not the, so sure. The funniest man at this football club, hands down, Camden. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Tiger Time. I'm going to throw it back to you, Jack. There is plenty more I could talk about this, man. We could do a whole hour show on him, but thanks for joining us tonight, Cap.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Jack Revolt's Tiger time for Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Reese Conquer to come very shortly. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger time for Swintopia. Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Great supporters of this very program, uh, Swinburne University, the Swintopia Experience, the open world experience is now available. Reese Conker to still join us a little bit later on on Tiger Time. Jack, am I right in saying, before we welcome in our next guest, that a couple of your boys at the Tigers have an interest or had an interest in getting their pilot's licence? Well, Alex Rance, he famously, I think you might have done a couple of articles on this, he famously um, starts a lot of things and never finishes them. Um, <laughs> he, he looked into getting his pilot's licence. Dylan Grimes has also looked into getting his um, plane licence as well. We've had a couple of boys look. Mick Vloston, I know yep. he's very interested in getting a helicopter licence after being up in Darwin uh, on a couple of holidays. So with that in mind, Jack, I thought, why? well, we've got Swinburne there. Mm-hmm. Can, can you get your plane licence through Swinburne? And we've got the man on the line who knows... Well, he's, he's done this. He's yep. done a Bachelor of Aviation and Business. Raj Burley. Raj, how are you, mate? And welcome to Tiger Time. Um, excellent. Thanks for having me. Now, first things first, mate, you're a West Coast supporter. Um, how'd you feel after the uh, game on the weekend, mate? <laughs> Look, uh, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we'll move on now. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on there, mate. Now, I mentioned there's a few guys, and, and people dream of becoming a pilot because they look at it as mm. a pretty lavish lifestyle. You get to travel the world, or you used to get to travel the world. Currently, you're a lot of pilots sitting at home. What did you study mm. at Swinburne that enabled you to become um, become in the aviation industry and, and also in the business area um, on the global scale? Uh, yeah, so I, I did the Bachelor of Aviation piloting with a double in international business. Um, it's a, a really outstanding degree that's got a lot of like industry connections. So while the primary element is obviously the, the flying, there's so much more to the degree that sort of connects you to the industry. So even if you weren't flying, you still have a lot of growth and opportunity um, within the aviation sector, which at a time like now is, is really crucial. You speak about that opportunity. Now, you've got the, the, the background with aviation and business and um, on the global scale as well, which is, which is important. What's the specific mm. pathway that the people that do your degree or even you are looking to, to go down after finishing? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's stock standard. You, know, you, you start with a bachelor degree, um, do your flying hours as part of the course, get your licenses, and then usually you'll either you know, become an instructor Sorry, excuse me, become an instructor or you'll just take your, your pilot license and then go out to the bush and fly out there for a little bit just as you build up your hours. And then hopefully um, after a couple of years of doing that, you'll get picked up by an airline. Uh, but it's a normal trajectory. You've obviously got like cadetships and things like that. But, um, you know, like aviation is such a dynamic and diverse industry. 
you know, like for example, myself, I've got a pilot license and things like that, but um, I'm really passionate about the research side of things. So I still fly on the weekends whenever I can. Um, and I focus on you know, aviation research as well. So like a pathway sort of leads you to you know, anywhere in the industry with this degree. You're also doing some pretty important things, well, really important things with the UN Youth, uh, where you're on the board of directors and chair of the Ethics Committee. Can you run us through what that looks like in relation to, to what you're doing as well? Yeah, so I think my time at Swinburne really taught me the importance of, you know, like co-curriculars and really finding things that you're passionate about. And one of those things is amplifying the voices of young people, um, particularly within sustainability um, and, you know, ethical considerations. So, um, UN Youth Australia is one of the largest entirely youth-ran non-profits in the country. Uh, it's an incredible group of young people that are working to educate um, you know, students across the nation about socio-political issues. Um, and so for me, I found like my perfect little niche, thanks to Swinburne, of connecting you know, my love for aviation with you know, trying to find a sustainable way of doing it so that in the future we can all continue to you know, benefit from you know, aviation and flying and travelling. Um, yeah. All right, last question. If you if if you want to give out a degree, now I give out honorary degrees all over the over over the world for stuff. <laughs> yeah. Who are you, who are you, who's the who's the best high flyer in the AFL? Who are you, who are you giving out your Swinburne honorary Ooh. Bachelor of Aviation? Maybe not business. Um, aviation degree. Is it Nick Nat being a West Coast supporter, or maybe myself? Or is it, have you got anyone out there that you'd like to give an honorary degree to? <laughs> That's a really good question. I have to think about this. Um, I mean, I'd say you're, you're pretty good for the mark. Um, yep. I wouldn't mind giving it to you, see where you, where you take it. They get oh, well, to career take off, you know. <laughs> well, there we go. Thank you, Raj, for joining us, mate. I'll, I'll accept that degree. I haven't got any other education qualifications other than Year 12, mate. But thanks for joining us on Tiger Time. We really enjoyed listening to your story and uh, the partnership with uh, Swinburne, mate. Thank you. Not a problem, and thank you for having me. Raj Burley joining us on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. That has got set up written all over it, Jack. That, <laughs> did you speak to Raj before the interview and said, oh, mate, I, no, might, that, ju- I that... might just ask you about a high flyer. If you can drop me in, that would be really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's no, extraordinary. Well, well, you know what? I've cashed in there. I've, I've now I'm a Bachelor of Aviation and Business at Swinburne. It's um, something that I'm really proud of. But, uh, yeah, I'll bet. The next, person, <laughs> the next person up on the show, I'm telling you, Jack, he is a cultural icon. We've had Camden. Yep. I'm looking forward to chatting to this man, Reese Conker, next. He's uh, he is while he's, he's still in the purple haze, he's a very important tiger, and um, I think you're going to like hearing what he's got to say. Oh, we are absolutely fascinated to hear what he has to say. That is coming up next. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time is, of course, for Swintopia, your taste of life at Swinburne, unrestricted. Ahead of the next game against the Fremantle Dockers, Reese Conker will be Jack's very special guest next as he's two-timing Tiger of the Week. Welcome back to Tiger Time on SEN. It's all with thanks to Swintopia, great supporters and proud partners of Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. And, Jack, you have a very special guest with you, a very, very special guest. Well, thank you, Jack. And this is, uh, well, I suppose it's, uh, we're, we're treading in untrod territory here. We've uh, got one of our favourite segments, which is the two-timing Tiger. And, of course, this week's opposition are the Fremantle Dockers. And I've searched the land far and wide, but there's one name that continued to come up and that I wanted to get on this radio show. He's a current player at the Fremantle Dockers, and he was one of the most loved players inside the club and certainly from the fan base, that 100,000 fan fan base. And that is Reese Conker. Reese, thanks for joining us on Tiger Time. <laughs> How are you, mate? I reckon you've given me a fair pump up there. Not sure that's uh, quite deserved. 
Well, well deserved, mate. You had eight years at the Tigers, and then um, you've obviously moved on onto Fremantle, onto Frio, and a, a hundred and four games. So, um, rising star nomination, and of course the uh, Cosgrove Jenkins Award for best first year player, mate. But you were, uh, well, you, you still are. You've still still got great connections to to the Richmond Football Club, and um, you were uh, one of the most loved players inside the football club. The first question I do want to ask you, mate, is have you taken the infamous conquer cuddle? Over to the, over the Nullarbor to Western Australia and made that a part of uh, a Fremantle culture as you much did here at, uh, at Tigerland. Yeah, the old Conquer Cuddle. I um, I did love the Conquer Cuddle. Um, love a good cuddle. I yeah, I'd like to think so. It's probably not quite as publicly um, renowned um, as it once was, but yeah, it's part of my nature, um, as you'd know. Um, very touchy feely, very lovey, but. This whole COVID periods uh, really hurt me and the ability to uh, physically connect with people, but I'm uh, very much trying to continue that trend. So you're struggling with the social distancing, mate. Now I wanted to, oh, I've only got you for a few for a few minutes, mate, and um, I, I want to just delve back into the the eight years that you had at the Tigers, and you had such a such a big impact. Whilst you only played a hundred games over, and I say only because you were there for eight seasons, the impact you had on the culture of the football club. Um, was pivotal in, in 2017, sorry, and then um, that the premiership year, which you didn't play in, but you still had a massive input in that, mate. What's is that, Has that been a driver for you to take over to Freo, and have you adopt, adapted anything or adopted anything that, that we did back then to, to take it over to the Dockers boys and lead them in that way? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's probably one of my strengths as an individual is just building relationships and, and connecting people and... Um, you know, I, I just love I love people and have a real genuine care for um, anyone that sort of comes into my life. And um, yeah, I loved every second at Richmond. And yeah, it's definitely something I've I've tried to um, bring over to Fremantle. Um, you know, I've got a really young list, and um, they're all really excited and really driven. So um, yeah, any way that I can help them is um, probably been the real focus for me. And um, especially in that leadership, the more leadership role that I've, I've been able to have at Fremantle, which I've um, really enjoyed. Who um, players from Richmond? Who, who do you think had the biggest influence on your career whilst you you were at the club? Oh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, look, there's honestly so many. Um, it's because you did play with really uh, you pinpoint. Yeah, you played with you played with Dustin and Cochin, but you also played a, a lot of footy with Chris Newman and those type of leaders as well. Was there one that really stood out that probably impacted you more than? I suppose you say you've been impacted by a lot of players, but is there one that stands out? I'd say probably Shedder. If I like the first one Great that really choice. comes to mind, I think yeah, like it, many people know, he's sort of very underrated um, outside the walls of Richmond. Probably not so much the last couple of years, but yeah, just his character and the way he goes about everything, and um, we've got we've got very similar personalities, um, and yeah, I reckon he impacted me a lot. Um, just in the way of, you know, being, you know, your genuine self and, um, you know, not trying to be anyone that you're not. Um, and, yeah, he's an absolute champion. So, you know, I'd say Shedder. But, like I said, there's a whole list of guys that really impacted me. And before I let you go, mate, because you, you are training tonight and, and getting ready for Wednesday's game where well, friends will become enemies for two hours out at Carrara. <laughs> Who would have thought Richmond versus Fremantle at Carrara? <laughs> Carrara. Um, <laughs> I... I 
Mate, one of the great pilgrimages for a lot of Richmond people when we went over to play in the Perth, over in Perth, sorry, would we, we would go over there and your family had a restaurant called Conkers. Now, there's a little birdie told me that Conkers has been sold. Is it true? It, yes, it is. Um, it's, yeah, it's a tragedy, um, but it's a, it was a long time coming. I think my grandparents were, uh, I think, well, probably 80. I reckon Nundal turned 80 this year when they finally sold the shop, so... Um, yeah, they'd uh, very much done their journey and they're happily retired now. But um, yeah, they painted it blue and yellow, the new owners, because it's right oh, near no. West Coast <laughs> home ground in Lapland, which is even more of a tragedy. So um, yeah, it's very sad times there. Well, Conks, thanks for joining us on Tiger Time, mate. I, I do really mean it when I say you were, were one of the most pivotal characters in 2017 in that premiership year, but the, the love and joy that you spread through this football club is, is something that we've built on. It's become a, um, the pillar stone for, for the way we go about it, and I know that you've taken that same attitude over to the Dockers, mate. Whilst we will be enemies come Wednesday at about 7 o'clock at night, mate, uh, you know that the, the, the Tiger boys love you, and most importantly, you've got so many fans out there that still wear, wear yellow and black, mate. So thanks for joining us on Tiger Time. No, I appreciate it, mate. Thanks, mate. There you go, Jackie boy. That's uh, Reese Conker. He is one of the most, and I and I don't say that lightly, he is one of the most loved people to have ever played AFL, my loved people to ever play AFL football with, and he is still having a massive impact here at Tigerland. Whilst he's over there in the Purple Haze, we still love him down here at the Yellow and Black. Well, just like that, the hour's up, Jack. We're out of time, but gee, you covered a lot of ground in the hour. Plenty of ground, plenty of ground, Jack. It's uh, it's obviously starting to get down to the pointy end of the season mm. and one that we're excited to, to be a part of. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, Dockers Wednesday night at Kazali's. I would not say it's old Kazali's Stadium. That's in Cairns, but up here in Carrara. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun at Metricon on Wednesday night. Looking it forward to it. Should be a very, very interesting game. Go well. Thanks for being with us as always. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time is brought to you by our great mates at Swintopia. We'll catch you next time. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91